the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Paul illustrates the oneness of the Spirit of God with God. They're in union in every conceivable way. The Spirit functions as God and is an extension of all that God is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Paul's using an illustration to show us our intimate connection with God through the Spirit. How God brought truth and revelation through Paul to the church at Corinth. Now, the Spirit of God is revelation. He doesn't point to revelation. He is revelation. He is knowing God. No one knows God apart from the Spirit of God. He is our union with Christ. And as we have received the life of Christ, we have received His Spirit. The Spirit is the life that is spoken of that flows from the true vine to us, the branches. That is the Spirit of God. If we seek to know God in any other way, we just know about Him. We don't truly know Him. That's the point that Paul is making. You are spiritual people. God has placed you in this temporal world to exercise the act of faith of choosing to know a spiritual God through your spiritual being and to deny your flesh. That's the crisis of faith. That's where He's placed you. We only know Him through the Spirit of God. If we know about God, we know Him as the flesh does. And many people do. Many Christians have spent their lives knowing God according to the flesh. That's knowing about Him. That's seeking information about Him. And because we seek to know Him better through the flesh, we become man-centered in our belief system. That's how that works. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. He says, Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us. Why? That we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Now there are two types of spirit spoken of here. Here the spirit that belongs to, the spirit that is related to, 
The spirit that is in slavery to the world is one. One spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God's spirit. Those are the two spirits. One that belongs to the world, is related to the world, is in bondage to the world, subject to the body. That is one spirit. The other is God's spirit. That's only two spirits. So you notice that Paul is not making a distinction between your spirit and the Holy Spirit. Do you see any distinction there? You know why? Look at 1 Corinthians 6.17. But the person who is united to the Lord becomes what? One spirit with Him. That's just one. You're in union with the Spirit of God. And look how Paul separates it out. Paul has an intimacy and an understanding that he stands because he is in Christ. And he separates out and he says, over here we have the the Spirit that's in bondage to the world. And over here we have the Holy Spirit. Because that is the predominant truth of us. That's what we're made of. It is our life. We are one with Him. We've been made one with the Spirit of God. We are in union with Him. So, why? So that we may know our God. So that we may know the inclinations of His heart. So that we may know His love in full. Listen, we're created for intimacy with Him. In the same way that the Spirit knows God, God shares Himself with us through the Spirit. That doesn't mean that we know God in the same way that the Spirit does, or the same depth that the Holy Spirit does, but that our knowledge of God is true through the revelation of the Spirit, and through the Spirit we can now live with a spiritual perspective. Now here's the, here's the distinction. You cannot know God any other way. But here's an even greater thing. Because you're spiritual, God made you distinctly to know Him. He created you to know Him. In the same way that He created the human body with eyes to see and ears to hear and senses to feel and then littered the earth with all kinds of beautiful creations that would affect the eyes, that would affect the ears, that would affect the senses, that would allow us to experience to the full all the glories of the earthly creation. He has literally created you spiritually to know Him in that same way. Spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, a spiritual sense of Him. Now this completely does away with the idea that only the spiritually elite can know God. That only the practiced and the studied, those who have seminary degrees or have have plunged deep into the Word of God, can know God. No, you were created to know Him. Not just about Him, but in depth. And here's the thing. The flesh wants preeminence, so it says to you, if you want to know God, you must know Him with your brain first. God says, you'll never know me that way. You'll never know me that way. Why do you seek to know me with your brain when you can not only know me, but be intimately connected with me as you are in the Spirit? How many of you 
have been blessed by the Word of God. I know I have. Do you know why you're blessed by the Word of God? Because the Spirit of God takes the Word of God and speaks it to your spirit. It becomes spiritual in the hands of the spiritual. It was written for you. It was literally written as a bridge to take you from fleshly perception to spiritual reality. It was literally written as a guidebook that allows us to put the flesh aside and perceive things about us in the temporal with the truth of spiritual eyes that says, I see the glory of God. Holy. That's the way He created you. Do you think you were created for the purposes of this earth? Do you think that you were created for the purposes of this body? If you do, you're wearing chains. You have not yet learned to be free. You are immature in your understanding. God has called you to a greater depth of knowing. To a greater and more than called you. God has created you for this. We now live from a spiritual perspective. The Spirit was given that we might have life as a new creation. And that through the living of that life. Through the living of that life. We might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. You cannot know that through the flesh. How do I know? Because it says right here, the only way you would have known it is through the Spirit of God. And God has given you His Spirit that you may know these things. You have been made complete as a spiritual being, but you are just beginning to realize and comprehend all that it means to be a spiritual being. You are expanding as you yield to His life. He has given you truth embodied in your spirit. Now, how do we know it? Well, I'll tell you. Obedience is your revelation. Oh, that sounds like law. No, it's not about law. It's about knowing Him through His work in you. Listen. I've had a few children in my home. All you mamas out there, when your kid was ready to, to walk, did you hand him a book on walking and leave him to it? Huh? How do you think that would have worked out? For some of you, you may say, well, it could have been better. But I'm going to tell you that I didn't do any of my kids that way. Why? Because they would have never learned it that way. The way I taught them, and the way their mother taught them, was to encourage the natural inclination. To help them to be obedient to what they were naturally inclined and equipped to do. That's how they knew. They expanded in and grew in the truth of how, well, the way they were created to move about the earth. Now that's what the Spirit of God has done. Through the Spirit of God, He allows you, empowers you as it were, encourages you to follow your natural inclination as a spiritual creature to walk with Him, to live in obedience with Him, to express His life. He encourages you in that. And you've heard me say this many times. I didn't know what I know 
about God's love until he encouraged me and empowered me to love. I didn't know what I know about his sufficiency until he let me know want and encouraged me to trust him to be sufficient in my need. In everything that he desires me to know about him, I have been met with the question of faith through this world. Everything that came about in my life, as I said to some of you on Thursday, has been an invitation to faith. And that faith is not about God saying, well, let's see if he gets that right. No, it's about him bringing me along in truth. That invitation of faith is an invitation to blessing. It's an invitation to revelation. It's an invitation to truth. As faith always is. That's what he called us to. To know him through the activity and the work of the Spirit. The blessings, the gifts and blessings of God, notice that they are past tense, have been bestowed on the child of God by virtue of our new birth. They're in standard equipment. You are blessed. That's why I tell you, don't pray for the blessing of God. Receive it. Say thank you. Know that you have it. And they're bestowed on the child of God by virtue of the new birth. And like a newborn, we are learning how to see and listen and interact in our new spiritual culture. We are learning how to walk according to the Spirit and think according to the mind of Christ. That's what we're here for. It's not to hang on till Jesus comes. It's to know Jesus in every moment. We're literally learning to experience Him, to see Him with spiritual eyes, to hear Him with spiritual ears. Notice that our intimacy with God is intentional. He equipped us all the same. 1 Corinthians 2.13 And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Now what Paul's saying there is, we are not taught by flesh. What you've received, you receive through the Spirit of God alone. Now look how Paul describes the teaching and learning process. Look at that. The Holy Spirit brings us to truth. He brings truth to us. And then he integrates it with the truth that we have already received. And then he speaks it directly to our new spirits in spiritual language, which is now our native tongue, by the way. He speaks it to us. There is a process, and it is every bit spiritual, and it is every bit designed to correspond with you as a spiritual being. Now, I know some of you may have felt insecure and, and weak concerning your relationship of, and your desire to know God and, and the depth of your spirituality. But I want to tell you that you need to drop that unbelief and embrace the truth that God has equipped you to know Him at the same depth of any man, woman, or child that has ever been created. Oh, wait a minute. We'll never know him like Paul did. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. Well, Paul wrote three quarters of the Bible. Spirit of God gave him to write down. Are you listening to the Spirit of God? You can know him. 
Paul looks at that. Paul describes how they are to be learning. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.14. He says, But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts uh, and teaching and revelation of the Spirit of God. For they are folly, meaningless, nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them. Because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. How? Spiritually. But the natural... Wait a minute, he starts with, but the natural... Well, natural to what? Natural to what? This world. You know what that makes you? Unnatural. Absolutely. Unnatural. The child of God is unnatural. The natural man can't understand why anybody would embrace God. God is foolishness to him. What's more, spiritual truth provokes him to reject and despise God rather than teaching him to know God. He does not have the capacity to know or appreciate God in the way that God wants to be known. He can learn and acquire knowledge about God, but he can never, ever know God. The Pharisees and the religious rulers of Jesus' day knew all about the God of Israel. But they didn't know him. And they crucified him. The intellectually elite listened to Jesus, but saw nothing worthy of worship. The revelation of God is all about us, but only the spiritual man can accept it. What the spiritual man values is of little worth to the world. It's not in their economy. Jesus told uh, his disciples that don't cast your pearls before swine because they don't value pearls. It's not in their economy. The child of God is an enigma to the world. If we walk around according to the Spirit, they find it shocking that we're not wearing the same chains they are. And God never created us for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. But the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into, questions, and discerns all things. Yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. Now, I will tell you that my brother and I thoroughly abused this verse as we were growing up. He would, uh, I would say, judge not lest be judged, lest you be judged. And he would turn around and say, but the spiritual man judges all things. Well, that's not the correct way to interpret the verse. This verse speaks of a man who is in the world, but not of the world. It is as if this man takes nothing for granted, but is intent on scrutinizing and analyzing all things. He's not affected by the judgments or opinions of others, but what is he doing in this world? What is he doing? How many of you in your younger school days went on field trips? Yeah, I did too. I always thought it was a nice break because I didn't listen to anything the teacher was saying anyway. I know I was that kid. But on a field trip, a teacher would take you away from the school setting and to a place where she would point out to you an object or a process or a procedure that would illustrate truth, what she was trying to teach you. 
The teacher would guide you to this place and point to that and say, let me tell you what this represents. And you would, if you were listening, you would say, aha, I see. Okay, and it would be fixed in your mind because you were literally put in that place and this was an event in your life. That's what he's talking about. The Spirit of God takes the child of God. And this life that we live is one long field trip. It is. And in everything about us, he points to it and he illustrates truth. Only people with spiritual eyes, listening to a, with spiritual ears, listening to a spiritual teacher, will perceive the truth. But we know and can point to the events in our lives when the Spirit of God has very plainly and clearly pointed to where we were at, to the circumstances we were in, and said, Behold the Lord. See God in this. Now, this is so intense and so powerful that Paul reflects himself in it. Because he says, can you see Paul roaming about, looking intently into everything, asking questions, looking to see? What is he looking for? Is he looking for earthly answers? Is he looking for earthly procedures? Is he looking how to, on how to train this flesh into being spiritual? What's he looking for? He's looking for God. And he's seeing him. And every time he sees him, he looks all the more intently. And every time God reveals himself, he is more passionate about seeing him. And he goes from place to place. And I'm telling you, the teacher's having a hard time holding Paul back. Because this is one kid that doesn't just get off the bus, he jumps off the bus and runs. Not to get away from the teacher, but just that next moment of seeing God. The world doesn't understand that. They don't appreciate that. They can't possibly comprehend it. Because we can look around in in this society where everything seems to be going completely dark and we say there's God in it. Can you see the contrast? Can you see His hand? And we get up in the morning and the Spirit of God says, Are you ready? (laughs) Let's get on the bus and go. Got lots of things to show you. But you know what? No one can properly discern or praise any of those things. And I want to tell you, because so many of us are so bent on knowing God according to the flesh, we stand there with the teacher pointing at something going, yeah, what? What's that going to do for my flesh? How's that going to fix my fleshly circumstance? How is that going to work? How is that going to prosper me? How is that going to heal me? How is that going to make me a better Christian? That's not at all what he's pointing to. And it's little wonder we can't see what he's pointing to because we want to know God according to the flesh. The world doesn't understand a person like that. It's a complete enigma to him. Listen, I also want to say this. The world, they will make judgments about what you believe because they are not spiritual. They'll make observations about you and what you believe. And they will seek to twist and redefine the truth for you. But they can't change the truth. They will seek to make the natural the origin of truth. Let science prove to you there is no God. But God is truth. And He proves 
all of creation. And we only know the truth to the degree that we can see God in it. That's the reality. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels, and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct Him and give Him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of His heart. Now this verse doesn't say that we should pray for the mind of Christ. Let me ask you a question. If you have the mind of Christ, why are you praying to know the will of God? First thing came to my mind. You have the mind of Christ. It says, but that we have present tense the mind of Christ. Now some say this is an apostolic dispensation as it relates to Paul. In other words, it was exclusive to the apostles. But I respectfully disagree with that. Paul is making the point that what he taught and wrote came from the Spirit of God. But he also makes the point that it must be received by a spiritual mind. A spiritual mind. A spiritual mind is not the brain, but rather it is the ability to receive and join our will to the will of God. That's what a spiritual mind is. It's simply that. It's not a massive amount of intellect that stores great deal of information, kind of the way the brain will do. That's not what he's describing. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.